everybody. I'm Ella. I'm a compulsive. I'm a compulsive overeater. I don't care what anybody else is. Um, <laughs> Darlene or DJ, uh, welcome all the way from Louisiana. That is so. That's so great. I'm glad that you're here. And um, you know, there's a special focus of this meeting, which is on uh, relapse. But I'll just talk a little bit about uh, how I got here and what's happening now. Um, yesterday, June 16th, marked 38 years since I came to OA. And I, I call it that the 38 years because I had come around a little bit before, but I never stayed. And after June 16th of 1982, I never left. And I um, have this most recent continuous abstinence since um, January of 1996. So that was a number of years in which I had a lot of uh, recovery and then I had a lot of backsliding. And I wish I could tell you why, you know? I mean, I think people can come up with all kinds of reasons after the fact, which is, what happened and everybody says, well, you didn't enlarge your spiritual life. And as far as I can tell, a spiritual life in, I'm sorry, can I just say Overeaters Anonymous still? You can say whatever you want. (laughs) I'm stuck with that. It would be like, what are we gonna do? Don't change it, don't change it. Okay, Um, as far as I can see, um, a spiritual, um, the spiritual experience or the spiritual life or the spiritual recovery is that which can allow me to live in the world as it is without <laughs> resorting to food to have to handle my emotions. And um, believe me, I have a lot of feelings as do many of many other people. And I cannot, um, I just have to get it through my thick skull that Eating is not going to make anything better. In fact, we used to have someone in the East Bay who would say, there's nothing so bad that overeating won't make it worse. And I think that's true. But, you know, it really helped me when I came in. um, And I came in when we did not have uh, our own literature. We had the literature of AA. And I heard that, I ate to satisfy a craving. And in other words, I have an addiction to food that I don't act any differently than any other addict. I just have a different substance that is not illegal and that uh, tends to kill you slowly and um, and doesn't usually involve, you know, robbing. Well, in my case, it did involve robbing and stealing, but um, in many cases does not involve criminal activity. So the, and that, so the desire to overeat, to stop overeating has to come from deep inside me. And I got here when I was 40. So that means that I spent a number of years, like I would say 25, doing world-class Olympic level overeating and, um, going on extreme diets and all kinds of things. And what got me here finally was that I'd been on an eight-week fast supervised by this 
you know, very high end uh, acupuncturist and healer. And then I'd been on a three week meditation retreat. So, you know, I was pretty cleaned out. And I went to a friend's art opening in Fresno a day after I came back. And I never left the table where the food was. I never saw anything. I can still tell you what was on that table. And I know how much I ate and how I gained 20 pounds in, you know, a matter of weeks. And, you know, by the time I got here, I thought, of course, I know I'm powerless over food. And of course, I know that. Of course, I have a desire to stop. But I didn't totally understand, as I think, you know, we can all relate to this. You really want a job. You just don't want to look for one. Um, you'd like to meet the love of your life. You just don't want to go on dates, you know. Um, please, like a clean house, just don't want to get out the vacuum cleaner. It's that simple. And um, I feel like, you know, you say, well, I want to stop overeating, except there's this one problem. That means I have to stop overeating. And I don't, I honestly know that for me, what, what worked for me when I came back was to say, was to try to, was to be honest. One of the things we have an opportunity to do is be honest about our food. The one thing I don't want to be honest about. And that, you know, people, that shame, blame, self-recrimination, self-justification, blah, 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 blah. All of that is extra. That's just what I add on to it. I don't have to feel good about compulsively overeating. If I felt good about it, why would I want to stop? You know, if the food had been working for me, I don't think the weight would have stopped me. But the food had ceased to be pleasurable for me. The food was just like, you know, I had to go out at three in the morning to a liquor store so that I could buy you know, two bags of uh, pork rinds, you know, whatever. That's what I had to do. I didn't, you know, I had I had no regard for what I was doing at that time of night um, uh, in pre-gentrified Oakland. Um, and I just, uh, I know that for me coming back, it involved getting honest. It involved telling my sponsor every day what I'd eaten. I also, after a while, came up with a couple of things, which was I did not get to cancel on people because I was had overeaten. I did not, in fact, I had to eat my regular meals. And then if I overate, I overate, but I was still eating the meals. And I, I mean, my God, I went to three meetings a day. I would go to an early morning OA meeting, a noon AA meeting, and an evening OA meeting. And... You know, it took a long time. I just, I wish I could say why on January 6th, 1996, I stopped. I, because I was, you know, keeping track, I would write A for abstinent, B for binge in my little calendar. And it would be A, A, B, 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 A, B, A, B, B, A, A. And then one day it was, it didn't go back to beat. And I don't know why. I wish I could say, because I know there's people who will say, if you read the big book, 
if you do the steps in this way, if you get down on your knees every morning, but I still feel that somehow there has to be a deep decision inside me. And that, and I want to say, this does not mean that I never want to overeat. Like uh, we have someone who likes to say, this is not a program of never wanting to overeat. It's a program of not having to overeat. And sometimes that means saying no, or as my first sponsor used to say, sometimes dear, you just have to give yourself a little kick in the pants. I mean, she was very sweet, but she said, you know, sometimes it does take effort. Like right now, I'm not struggling with the food. I'm struggling with certain tendencies, like staying up too late, spending too much time uh, in front of the internet, in front of the screens. And yeah, I mean, I might have to hoist myself up and say, what are you doing? Here you are again, and it's midnight, and you don't want to be doing this. Well, obviously, in some level, I want to be doing it, but the consequences of doing it are not good. So I think that the thing for me was that I just kept on coming back, and I took these these things that people told me, that I only had to pick myself up one more time that I could work the program without hope, just like put one front foot in front of the other and say, I'm doing this because I don't know any other thing that works and I don't know any other people who understand. And I also, I stopped saying little things like, I haven't eaten white flour or sugar since March 15th of 1985, because that was not the point, you know, since at that point I was eating you know, bags, jars, and, you know, containers of things that were not sugar. Um, and the point is to stop to, to stop the overeating. And, you know, while many of us feel that there's certain foods we can't safely overeat, not only can't safely, I mean, can't safely and normally eat, it's not only that I can't normally eat them, I don't want to normally eat them. Like, somebody texted me her food and she said she had a serving of cookies for lunch. So I was trying to figure out what could possibly a serving of cookies be? Since the only serving of cookies that I know is at least one bag, if not not two packages. So I was just trying to discern what a serving was. And I know that I don't want a serving. I want the whole thing. And, and also, I don't want to disturb my piece of, my little, whatever peace of mind I have would be surely totally disturbed by overeating and eating certain foods. And I know somebody who once told me that they could eat this kind of cookie if they were in fit spiritual condition. And I kept on thinking, well, if I was in fit spiritual condition, would I want to waste it on that particular kind of cookie? No, you know, it was pretty dull. And um, wouldn't I want to be doing something else? You know, like, I don't know, uh, really adding to the good of the universe. But I also, I just want to say that um, for me, what helped was I always just had to be willing to be honest. And um, that 
as I told someone, if you can't call before you start eating, call while you're eating. If you can't call while you're eating, call after you've eaten. And, you know, and I had to not listen to that part of my mind that would say, well, you're eating an abstinent breakfast, but you know you're just going to binge at lunch. So I just said to my mind, okay, maybe I will, but I'm, this is what I'm eating now. And um, so I think, you know, just like everybody else always says, it's keep coming back. And it's keep coming back to the fellowship, to the part of me that doesn't want to die, to the part of me that wants to recover, because there is that part, and to the love of the other people in the program. And that, you know, if I add shame, blame, and all that jazz onto the, I mean, isn't overeating painful enough? Why? I mean, I don't have to beat myself up for doing it. I can say, this is not activity that I want to continue. This is not behavior that uh, I feel represents my authentic self. But I don't have to, you know, go, go bad girl. <laughs> you know, that's just, if that worked, I mean, hey, if that worked, we would have, you know, been in recovery from age four. I mean, you know. It just doesn't work. So I don't know if that helps at all. Um, I I just I just want to say that I feel that this has been the one thing in my life that I've been willing to do consistently, even when I was just couldn't do it. You know, I was one of those people who like I wanted to get an A in the course without having to study. You know. I'm going to be here and out. And the fact that I stuck to something for so long and, you know, did a miserable job for a lot of it is, is amazing. And I just want to say that it also taught me a lot of things in the rest of my life. Uh, like I've been studying yoga with this particular teacher. Oh my gosh. I don't know. It's probably 16 years. And I'm, you know, I'm probably the, the, um, I don't know what you want to say. Yeah, I would say, she wouldn't say, but I say, I'm the worst student in the class. You know, I am not particularly uh, evolved in that department, but it doesn't matter because somebody has to be. And, <laughs> and this was also that I I'd done a lot of group hiking and, and I would often be at the back of the pack. And then one day it came to me that somebody had to be the last one and why not me? And um, I was probably doing a lot of other people a favor because they could all feel that they were superior to me. So I just think um, the less I think about my image, who I am, my body, my this, my that, my personality, my house, you know, the less I think about that, the better off I am. And this program gives me a lot of opportunity to let go of focusing so much on me. And I guess with that, I'll just stop. And I, I'm so glad to see some of you that I know and love. <laughs> okay. And ones that I haven't yet known and loved. 